Girls, Christy Shoot here, and you're listening to another episode of the Rooted Girls Podcast. Welcome. We're so glad you're listening today, and I'm so excited to introduce to you our Rooted Leader guest that's on episode 12 with us today. Her name is Lori. Welcome, Lori. Hi, thanks for inviting me. This is so exciting. Yes. I'm so glad to be here. We're so pumped that you're on the podcast, and we can't wait to hear all that you have to share today. But before we jump into that, how about you just tell our Rooted Girls a little bit about you? Um, my name is Lori Pulliam. I am a transformational life coach. I'm also a counselor. Um, I specialize in trauma recovery and also substance abuse. I started that about 12 years ago when wow. I was dealing with my own stuff. And um, I work at a place called Grace Centers of Hope. And I also have my own practice. So how about you tell the girls a little bit about what Grace Centers of Hope is? Oh, Grace Centers of Hope is amazing. It's yes, a place where it miracles is. happen. Yes. Um, it is a women's and children's life skills program. The women stay there for a year and they live. They learn a lot of different things um, about life skills. Most of the girls that come into Grace are either um, substance abuse um, mm-hmm. uh, addicts or they are homeless, chronically wow. homeless. So we, um, at Grace... Uh, We teach them how to live um, and function in Mm -hmm. productive lives in the community. Wow, that's amazing. So, in other words, Lori's basically an angel. (laughs) That's awesome work that you do, and I love what Grace Centers of Hope does, ministering to so many girls. It's amazing. Yes, that's amazing. So that's really the heart of Rooted, and I'm so excited that you're on this episode. And the heart of Rooted is just to help you girls who are listening just navigate through the ups and downs of lives and the questions that you have. So we created this podcast to just do that, answer your girls' questions, things you have that you're confused about, you need direction on in life. So we're excited to jump in. This is actually episode 12, and we're excited to continue on answering a question that we talked about last time in episode 11. So today we're going to be talking about dealing with past hurt and pain from our past and how we can deal with that in a healthy way. But before we jump into all that, I want to start by saying Lori and I don't have all the answers, but we're going to do our absolute best to point you guys towards the truth based off of our life experiences and what we've gone through and what we've learned. But also, we're always going to do our very best to point you to what the Bible says, and we'll always do our best to point you back towards truth. So, Lori, are you ready to jump in? I am. I'm ready. Awesome. Well, again, like I just said, we're continuing off of episode 11, and we're talking about hurt and dealing with pain from the past. So the question that was asked off of that was... If you have been hurt by something or someone in your past, how can I move past it and let God heal my heart? So last episode, Maddie and I kind of introduced that topic and that question and talked about forgiveness and how to forgive, how it's important to forgive. But I asked Lori to be on this episode because Lori has such an incredible story and such an incredible testimony when it comes to dealing with pain from the past and hurt and learning how to forgive people and learning how to start a new and fresh relationship with the Lord. So just to start off answering this question, Lori, we're going to get farther into the question and answer it. But I would love for you just to start off by sharing with the Rooted Girls your story and a little bit about your testimony. Um, I would love to. I, um, when I was praying about being here with you and and what message that that the Spirit of God would want to send through this, um, what I realized is that the pain that I have daily or situational pain, circumstantial pain, 
actually um, always took root from something in my past. So mm -hmm. I really wanted to make sure that I was able to um, tell my story. Yeah. Um, and so I wrote it down. So I Great. think that it would be um, complete this way. So I'll just read you a little bit of what um, I wrote about, about Great. my past. So I grew up in a very dysfunctional family. My um, father was a heroin addict and my mother was an alcoholic. My father left at a very early age, about three. Mm -hmm. um, my mom's drinking um, continued, and she ended up marrying somebody when I was five years old. This man, who was my stepfather, was physically abusive, um, emotionally and mentally neglecting. Wow. And at the time, I didn't know at all that that was happening to me because... I've realized in my life that to um, an unhealed mind that dysfunction seems very normal. And I think yeah. we normalize pain um, at a very young age. So both my mom and my stepfather were addicts. Um, drugs, alcohol, and abuse were um, a regular part of my young child life. So mm -hmm. when you're that little and you have that kind of pain, you don't really know that it is manifesting itself right. in you. Um, the abuse got worse, and I grew, and the emotional pain grew inside of me um, bigger and deeper. Wow. I often felt scared. I lived my life in fear. I lived in the state of fear of either being yelled at, ignored, hit with a brush or any other object that mm. was available. Um, and as I look back now, I developed this sense of worthlessness mm -hmm. because I learned through my education and, and just experienced that when a child is treated in an abusive way, they only can internalize that pain. They don't understand that the people that are inflicting are wrong. Right. So what happens is we then build these lies on the inside mm -hmm. of ourselves. So the lie that I told myself at that point was that I was worthless. And I had a very deep sense inside of me that there was something wrong with me. Wow. That is the root of shame. Yeah. And that came from the way other people were treating me. Um, when I was 12... My friend's father, I used to go over to my friend's house um, across the street, and he molested me after months of inappropriate verbal messages. Oh, my goodness. Because I was not prepared and I had such a low self-esteem, I had mistaken the grooming for love and affection that a father would give mm -hmm. to a child. And it didn't matter to me that it was actually feeling... Um, uh, pain on the inside of me. I accepted whatever love was given. Wow. Therefore, I was um, sexually molested by him and never told anybody. Oh my goodness. That piled itself into the pain that I had already going course, on from yeah. neglect and abuse. And um, that worthless feeling on the inside of me continued. Um, at, my, at school, uh, I tried my very best to fit in. Um, and... I used to act like everything was normal when I was at school and I was living this nightmare at home. And it was really when this mask of false self started for me because I had to go to school and act like everything was okay and try to fit in. And I did whatever I could to fit in. We didn't have much money, so I didn't wear the nicest clothes mm -hmm. and I didn't have the hippest things and I didn't really feel that I was going to be accepted. So I do remember always trying to behave in any way that I could that would get somebody to like me. Yeah. I, I was very much um, a people pleaser, mm -hmm. and that started to manifest inside of me very, very early. 
all I knew was if somebody was paying attention to me, and it didn't matter what kind of attention yeah. that was, um, that at least I felt like I was validated. You were being noticed. Yeah. I, being noticed was probably the most important thing. And as an adult, as I've gone through the healing and the, the pain, what I've noticed is um, to for a person to understand that they're known and seen and heard and loved mm-hmm. is really the most important thing. And I didn't yeah. feel seen. Yeah. I didn't feel heard. I didn't feel known. And I didn't feel loved. So, so and, important. And, and I, so I did whatever I could. Yes. Um, I, I realized that also, um, I built up this lie at that age that said good girls get good things and good families and bad girls like me would get the bad things in life. So I think right then and there, the pain of, and the disappointment and the loss and the trauma, mm-hmm caused me to stop and not ever try for more than what I was given. Yeah. So I I remember not ever thinking that college was going to be something that, yeah, that I had. Yeah, an option or anything, mm-hmm. yeah. And I, I knew that if, if I could do anything at all, it would only be based on the limitation that girls like me. And yeah. that was a lie. And I remember Satan always would say, girls like you. Yes. And um, so as I started to um, get a little bit older, I started to really, really um, yearn and need to belong. Yeah. And we all need to belong. But given everything you went through, probably even a deeper level. What I've learned, to too, is God gave us that need to belong. Yes, yes. And I love that now. But back then... I started doing really destructive things to belong. Mm-hmm. I I would hang out with people that would drink and uh-huh. do drugs. I was promiscuous with boys. I would do anything I could to um, feel like I was validated in this yeah. world. And I noticed, you know, that if I pleased somebody else, then I had value. And for the longest time, what I thought my value was... Um, wrapped up in is if I could be of value to somebody else. Yeah. So that really, really started the, the, the root of all of that. Um, my life was marred with pain, and mm-hmm. some of it was caused by other people, but some of it was inflicted by myself, yeah. by my own behaviors. Um, when I was 19, though, this is where it all changed. Uh-huh. I was introduced to, to Jesus, actually by a man that, um, that, that I wasn't... Um, uh, doing the right things with, but I know God will use anything yes. to get to us. And he yes. actually used my behavior uh-huh. that was not um, of him to yeah. actually get to me. And it was amazing because he chased me. Um, God chased me right into a church. Wow. And I was saved at 19. Um, I struggled to believe that this Jesus that they kept telling me about um could forgive me and save me from my sins, mm-hmm. that he was actually available for me. Yes, it's, it is hard to believe for anybody, but barring all that you went through and your background, it would be even tougher to believe that. So when I first became a Christian, I thought it was amazing. And I, and throughout my life, I, I you know, a lot of other, other painful things happened. But what I do remember the most is that I believed that he was real. Mm-hmm. I believed that he was who he says he was. I just didn't believe he was there for me. And yeah, And what I didn't understand at the time is that I was believing 
all of these lies. Yeah. I used to think to myself, does this Jesus even know who I am? Right. Yeah. Like, does he really know? Does he really care about me that much as I'm hearing that he does? Yeah. Because all of the things that happened to me and all of the things that I did, there's no way. Yeah. There's no way he could ever, ever love me. And that was what I carried even, even as a Christian for a Mm -hmm. long time throughout my twenties. Yeah. Um, but what I, what I do know is, um, as I grow in Christ and I learn that the truth is that Jesus Christ knows exactly who I am Mm -hmm. because he created me. Exactly. And he knew exactly who I was, um, before I ever did. Yeah. And that is what taught me how to actually get through that painful part of my life. Wow. I love how you said that you didn't think that Jesus even knew you or even wanted to know you. Because I think a lot of girls feel that way. Like they feel like they've messed up. They've missed the mark so much. Like he doesn't, he wouldn't even want to know me, even if he could, like, because of all the things I've done. So in the last episode, we talked a lot about forgiveness, forgiving those people who have hurt you, which we'll talk about in a minute, how you did all that. But I would love for you to talk a little bit more about um, how you accepted God's forgiveness that he so freely gives us and his grace that he so freely gives us. But how did you learn to accept that? Because I think a lot of girls listening even are in that place where they're like, I mean, I want a fresh start and I want a relationship with God. But if he only knew about all the things I've done, which he does know, spoiler alert, (laughs) he knows. (laughs) But if he only knows where I've been, the things I've said, the things I've done, like how did you, how was it? What was that process like for accepting his forgiveness that he so freely gives to people? Well, it was kind of amazing because... Even though I didn't grow up in church, I spent from age 19 until my 30s living in church mm-hmm. with a mask on. Yeah. And it basically was I would go to church and I would behave in the way that I needed to behave. But behind the scenes and in my heart, I really didn't um, feel forgiven. Uh-huh. I didn't accept forgiveness. I didn't even know what grace was. Um, but what I did know is I wanted to be a part of this yeah. this family, this church. And um, I always felt like I was there, but I never didn't belong there either. What actually happened is that I have um, 12 years of sobriety from alcohol. Mm-hmm. I, at the time, um, I was going to church and I was, I was doing all the things that good girls do, but yeah. I didn't feel like a good girl. And um, I came to the point where my life um, was just unmanageable in the sense that I could never feel peace. Uh-huh. And it was constant unrest. And when I finally turned that corner, mm-hmm. so I went from a fan of Jesus to a follower of Christ. Oh, that's good. It, the, when that happened for me, it was, I said, God, I know that you sent your son here to die because I believe that. But show me that he died for me. Wow, yeah. And I remember this day because um, Jesus showed himself a picture of me and he saw my face while he was hanging on the cross. And it was really powerful for me because right at that moment he said, I want you to tell people that I see their face. Wow. And I I felt noticed for the first time. I felt special. I felt for the first time that somebody picked me. Wow. And I have never, and and it was 12 years ago, I've never ever gone back from that place that I'm at now where it's such a personal relationship Mm -hmm. with Christ that actually healed my pain. That's amazing. And that is the key ingredient right there is the relationship. I love how you said I went from being a fan and like knowing about Jesus and knowing 
who he was and things, but to actually being a follower. Because I love how you use the word fan, because we're fans of a lot of athletes, a lot of artists, you know, things like that. But we don't, we know the broad strokes and kind of what they're about and where they live or whatever, but we don't actually know them. And the fact that you said you became a follower of Christ, that was the game changer. And so if you're listening today and you're like, man, I feel like I'm in Lori's shoes and I feel like I've just done so many things and the Lord can't forgive me. Like she said, it's all about a personal relationship with him and getting to know God for yourself. And I love how you shared with your story that Jesus saw your face mm-hmm. when he was hanging on the cross. So girls, I want you to just grasp that because it's so true. And I love how he told you to tell that to everybody you mm. counsel and things that he sees their face as he's hanging on the cross. Cause believe it or not, he, he does see your face and that you are who he died for and all the bad things you've done and all the sin that's happened. That is what he died for. And when we can grasp how good he actually is and that grace he has for us, it changes everything just like it did in Lori's life. So I love that part of your story. I also want to talk a little bit about um, just all the hurt you went through. You shared at the very beginning of your testimony, how you were molested, abused, like you name it, like you went through so much hurt and horrible, so many different horrible circumstances. How did you, so you shared how you found the Lord and how God brought you back, but how did you forgive all those people that have hurt you? Like, what was that process like? Well, the first part of that I would say is as I started to do the healing process with Jesus, I still actually held the resentment and the Mm -hmm. bitterness in my heart and I didn't know it. And so what, what actually happens is when you start to have an actual personal relationship with Jesus, he, he, he's such a, an amazing gentleman because he doesn't go in and start ripping and tearing. Yeah. What he did was show me who he was first and the, the, only way that I could actually start to change my thinking was to um, uncover the lies that I was believing, not only about myself, but, but about my circumstances. Uh-huh. And um, one of the lies that I believed um, about myself was that um, I would never be picked. I would never belong. Um, I was worthless, um, that I deserved being abused mm-hmm. and used. So. I would say the very first step is always to come out of denial and understand yeah. that that um, Satan has used those things to tear apart the goodness that God had sowed in me when I was born. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that Jesus did is expose the lies and told me what the truth was. And the truth is that I am his daughter. Uh-huh. So I couldn't do anything as far as the resentment and the bitterness until I actually knew that my identity lay in Christ and it doesn't lay in the lies that I was believing. And that is so important for all of us to learn, despite what we've been through. If you've been through something similar to Lori, or if you're like, I haven't been through anything even close to that, like, like myself, it's so important. We all have to understand our identity in Christ before we can move forward. And I want to say this because I talk to a lot of people and, um, a lot of women, a lot of girls, not everybody has my story Mm -hmm. and my story is, I mean, I, uh, to me, it's my story, but not everybody has gone through exactly what I have gone through, but what I've learned is pain is pain. Yes. And lies are lies. Yes. And Satan is attacking every single one of us. Even the girls that feel like they have never gone through this or maybe yes. they've never done the mm-hmm. things that I've done, there are rooted lies on the inside of them that, that Christ needs to get out yes. to show them what the truth is. So I don't ever feel like my pain is, is worse than uh-huh. I always I always understand that 
we're all targets uh-huh. for the lies. And he targets us all in different in ways different, and he gets to yeah. us the enemy in different ways. Absolutely. Yeah. So that that was important for me, especially doing what I do for a living because people say to me all the time, Oh my gosh, you know, I don't right. have it I don't have it like you and and it doesn't matter. We're all in the same place and the same um, the same boat is that Jesus Christ wants to show us who he is so yeah. that we can know who we are. Right. Yep. We can't know who we are until we know him. Yep. So when I realized that he saw my face and I actually started to understand what grace looked like, I had to be filled with grace and forgiveness before I actually could offer it. That's good. And I knew that for for the str- the struggle for me was that I was in bondage. Uh-huh. So even though those things had happened to me, Satan had wrapped me all around in it and kept me in hate uh-huh. and in um, fear and in all of those unforgiveness, which is which is the reason why he wants to get in relationships and start to tear those mm-hmm. things down. Totally. As soon as I really understood, and it was a process and mm-hmm. it takes time, um, but when I really understood that. The rejection and the abandonment and the pain um, that I was feeling on the inside, all Jesus understood it. Uh He actually went through it. Yes. And he could actually take it from me. When I actually started to believe that that was true, I was able to then share that forgiveness with others. And, And let me tell you something about forgiveness. The forgiveness that I had for my father for leaving me, my Mm -hmm. stepfather for beating me, the friend's um, dad for abusing me um, sexually, my mother for neglecting me. Mm -hmm. The forgiveness was for me. Yeah. The forgiveness set me free from the control that those people had in my life for so long Uh because the resentment and the bitterness was keeping me in bondage. Yes. They had all gone on with their lives. Exactly. It affects you the most. Well, I did did so many destructive things to Mm -hmm. myself because hurt people hurt people and then they hurt themselves Themselves, yes Mm -hmm. and that's what I did all my life so when I realized that when Jesus died on the cross to forgive me he did that so that I could share that forgiveness with others and it would set me free too and it's all about setting Uh my you know and he and now I have relationship with my stepfather oh wow that's awesome um it's got lots of boundaries yes (laughs) and he doesn't have I'm gonna say this and this is really interesting. He asked me about three years ago. Um, my mom died when I was 30. Of, uh-huh. uh, she drank herself to death. She uh-huh. was an alcoholic. But my dad asked me one day, he goes, and he's getting older. He said, uh-huh. did you think I was a monster when you were growing up? Because he hasn't abused me in years and years. Uh-huh. So right. generally, when you grow up and become an adult, you gloss over all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, and I said, do you think you were a monster? Oh. And he said, well, I never hit you. Oh, and I remember I remember sitting there thinking to myself, everything that has happened is under the blood of Christ. Wow, yeah. And I do not want to convince this person right now that the pain he caused me is still real. Wow, that's amazing. And I said, that's your truth. Uh-huh. And wow. you, you can live it if you want. And right then I knew that I had been healed completely. Wow, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Man, wow, that's so amazing of you to have that kind of Forgiveness and mercy. Jesus Christ. I was going to say, and the only way that could even be lived out is through knowing and having that relationship with Jesus like you've been talking about. You know, forgiveness is a state of being. It's a lifestyle. It is Mm -hmm. not something that I actually did. Mm -hmm. It is something that I am because of Christ. Yes. Last episode, we talked a lot about not living with a bitter heart and how that's just such an awful 
way to live. I don't know if you want to speak into that at all or just encourage oh, wow. girls to move past things and to forgive because it is tough to forgive. It's not, it's not easy, but it's so, so vital that we do that. Well, let me tell you, this is what's really interesting because moving past and forgiving actually is a process. Mm-hmm. It's a process that I did with mentors. It's yeah. a process. You being in community with girls and women that understand um, the pain that we have and the things that we go through, that was really important to my re- my uh-huh. recovering from all of this. But but this is what I'll say about resentment and bitterness. I was still holding on to resentment and bitterness for other people. Mm-hmm. So like. I would go through something as an adult and feel rejection. Uh-huh. And God taught me how to name that feeling. I'm feeling rejected right now. And then give that to him. Wow. Go to him in prayer and say to him, I'm feeling rejected. And he's like, "You, yep, you're being rejected right now. Mm-hmm. They are rejecting you, but I don't reject you. Wow. You fit in with me. Uh-huh. You don't have to so fit good. in with them. And one of the things that was most important about that, because... Fitting in and belonging, like I said, is so important to us as humans. But what God said to me is that this world can't accept you, uh-huh. but it's okay because my son overcame the entire world for you. Yes, so And good. I learned that I'm okay not fitting in. And that's what we all have to learn. We all, And I I've, I've came to that point too. And it's, girls, you know, maybe you're still in that process as you're learning that, but we all have to learn. It's okay if not everybody likes us. It's okay if we don't fit in. It's okay to sometimes feel a little bit on the outside or awkward because God loves you. He accepts you. He knows you and he loves you just the way you are. He created you. And we weren't, we were not created to fit into this world. Yes. And if you're fitting in, you should probably question that. I was going to say, you should probably be a little concerned (laughs) if you feel like you fit in a hundred percent all the time. I've learned that too. And I don't isolate, but I love solitude and Mm -hmm. I, and I spend healthy amounts of time processing things with other people. It is so important Christy, that we get into a group yes. of people so important. that love Christ mm-hmm. and can point us to him. And that are always building us up and yes, bringing us closer to the Lord, mm-hmm. not farther away. We talk about that all the time on this podcast because as you know and probably remember, high school, college, when you're young, like friends, who are your friends are so pivotal mm-hmm. to the direction that your life mm-hmm. is headed in. So it's so, so important, girls, that you're just surrounding yourselves with people who are bringing you closer to Christ and not farther away. Mm-hmm. So important. Wow, Lori, thank you so much for sharing everything you've shared so far. Um, we're going to wrap up in a couple of minutes, but I would love for you to just share with the girls any advice, like if some girls were coming to you today and they were in the same situation you were in, maybe they're dealing with abuse and pain or hurt from other people, or, you know, maybe it's not even as intense of a situation, but they're just having trouble forgiving and moving past ways they've been hurt by different people. Just what would you tell them? I know that's a very broad question, but any final advice or anything that you would just tell them that you've learned from all of your experiences? Well, I actually have clients right now that are, are the age of, of, of the rooted girls, yeah. four, four girls actually, and they deal with the things that, that, you know, are going on. I didn't have the struggles that the girls have today. Yeah. The information that comes to them. At, Neither did I. And I'm, I'm only 26 years old, but it's changed even since I was oh in high my, school. I, I can't. Sure. So when I'm dealing with these girls, I, I can't even imagine at 12 years old, 
um, the way that the climate is at, at I know. schools I know. is bullying and um, it, it's almost designed to isolate. And and everything they have access to with social media, like that was not a thing. I mean, it was just starting to barely become a thing when I was in high school. Yeah, now we it's didn't have that. all over. Yeah. And what I've learned, too, is the amount of information coming in actually destroys that foundation yes. that Christ would like to build because the amount of information that's coming in mostly is supporting the lies. Right. So generally what I say to people is number one, you have to get into a place, whether it be by yourself or also with other people, both things to really start to process and understand what you feel. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the biggest disservices that happens um, with, with us just uh, people in general is that we don't understand our emotions. So if somebody comes to me and says that, you know, I'm being left out or I'm being bullied or I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, these things are happening at home. I'm being abused. The first thing that I want to do is always help them understand that whatever they're feeling is okay. It's yeah. not, it's not, um, being angry yeah. is not bad. Yeah. Processing anger is normal. But what generally happens is we tend to hide and stuff and cover over and anesthetize everything. So my first advice is if you feel something is going wrong on the inside of you, find somebody to talk to that can mm-hmm. lead you into prayer. Definitely. A- into a relationship with Christ where you can process that through. Yes. That's, that's the first thing. That's and, so good. And the second thing I would say is really start to get in the Word. Yes. And understand that you can fight all of the lies mm-hmm. and the pain with the truth. Which is the word of God. The word so of God. True. And I live, you know, my life verse, I wrote it down here is, um, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me and the life I now live in the flesh. Mm-hmm. I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That's Galatians 2.20. Everything that I do has to be, has to be, um, compared up to the truth. Yeah. So if I'm hurting and I do go through that, I'm sure you do too. Oh yeah. You know, I think everyone my does. friends, yep. you know, and I have, have different struggles that we have. Mm-hmm. But the first thing that I have to do is what am I feeling? Right. And what do I need? Wow. Those are two very good questions, girls to ask yourselves when you're all going through a difficult situation. Or... All the time. Every day I say, what yeah. am I feeling and what do I need? And what I understand is Jesus Christ can meet every need that I have. Yes. If I'm going to the world to meet a need mm-hmm. that he can meet, then I'm probably going to feel pain. Yes. Uh-huh. So that's kind of Because we live I'm... in a world of sin, a world of pain. Yes. And the way the world would like to offer us to to heal our pain is not the way that Christ yeah. would. So right. So it's that's not right. the same. Yeah. So great advice, Lori. To sum that up, I think she's just saying, lay your burdens, your troubles, your hurt at the feet of Jesus. That's the only place, that's the ultimate place that you can receive, mm-hmm. receive healing. Mm-hmm. The only place where you'll find peace for your souls, where you'll find rest, true contentment is when you just lay your burdens, your problems, all the things that have hurt you at the feet of Jesus. Cause that's what he's there for. He died on the cross. He bore our sin. He bore our shame exactly for that. So we, he already died on the cross to take all our burdens mm-hmm. and that's what he's there for. So if you're feeling hurt by someone, by something, by an awful circumstance, kind of like Lori's talked about, just lay that pain and hurt at the feet of Jesus and give it to him. Cause he's the ultimate healer. He's the one who can the heal only it. one. Mm-hmm. So good. 
Well, Lori, thanks again for being on the podcast and girls. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you got something out of this episode. I know I definitely did. And Lori, is it okay if we put some kind of contact info or on our posts so girls can reach out to you if they have farther questions and things? I love it. Lori is such a great resource girl, so feel free to just reach out to her if something in her story resonated with you or if you can relate. Um, She would love love to speak with you more. So, well, again, thanks for listening. And this was episode 12 and we're not done with the podcast. We have episode 13 coming up. That's going to come out the first Friday in December. We release these episodes every first and third Friday of the month. And on that episode, I'm really excited about it because we're talking about one of my favorite topics, how to passionately pursue the call of God on your life and what he has for you. So make sure you mark your calendars for that first Friday in December, because that's when that will be out. Again, Lori, thanks so much for being on. And girls, thanks so much for listening. We had so much fun, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.